What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here for you thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Gist, and today we've got a new press conference from Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. That's from today, Tuesday, 11-11-20. The big talking point has been the discussion surrounding Brett Favre's opinion that the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles over Carson Wentz, despite Foles teetering on the edge of being benched for the second straight year. Not that Wentz is balling or anything, but still, you get the heavy nod to Wentz in 2019. Anyway, th- this is going to be talked about on the upcoming BGN Radio with Jimmy Kemsky and Brandon Lee. Gouton that drops tomorrow, so I digress. However, Peterson was prompted three times to defend Wentz, and finally on the third time, he clarified that Carson is their guy, and it's his job to get Carson to play better. Moving on from the various dead horses and ghosts of Philly media, Peterson also talks about how the team is prepping for the Giants after the bye and much more, so let's kick it to that conversation right now. You guys are in the intensive protocols. How does that affect the practice week, and what's your messaging to the team been about this? Well, uh, hey, before we start, I just want to say happy Veterans Day to everybody, uh, to all the men and women, the service men and women, the military, not only in our country, but around the world uh, that uh, who defend our freedoms. And uh, just want to say thank you to them and, and happy Veterans Day to everybody. Um, getting back to your question, um, the only the only thing it really affects is is meeting time. Uh, we had a really good session this morning virtually, uh, which you know, we leaned on our experiences from the spring and the summer and training camp with, with the virtual stuff. And we had a really good session uh, with the players in their meetings. And uh, now we get them over here uh, to test and, uh, and and practice on the field. So uh, we're just we're just limited in the in the amount of, uh, um, I guess, uh, you know, availability uh, with the players uh, right now. But, uh, you know, we're going to make the most of it. And the messaging is that, uh, you know, we, we eliminate distractions and uh, we, we focus on uh, the Giants and, and we, we prepare we prepare that way. Ruben and then Tim. Hey, Doug, good morning. Uh, the obligatory injury question. Uh, w- when you have guys activated uh, with their IR window, what do you look for? It seems like usually they practice for a week and then you'll ha- hold them out of that first game. And then if they get through the next week, they play. But what would a guy have to show you? like Isaac, for instance, this week, um, or even Miles, um, to, to play on Sunday? What would you look for? And also, how's Lane uh, doing? Uh, in Lane's case, Lane's doing good. Um, we'll, 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 get, we'll get him out there today and, and um, you know, just, just see, see where he's at health-wise. But he's doing really well. He's in, he's in a good frame of mind. And, and uh, the time off was, was really good for him to, to get treatment and, and to rest and, and, and be prepared for this week. Uh, in, 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 as it pertains to Isaac and Miles, really, um, you know, we, we just gotta, we just gotta, number one, we gotta be smart with, with how much of a workload we give them, uh, during weeks like this. We do want to see them, you know, practice and, and, um, you know, get some, get some snaps and some reps with the, with the offense, but we also got to see how much of a, of a workload, how much can they, can their body, you know, the stress on their body take during the week. Cause you know, 
we we limit guys during the week and then and then you know they go play and get a get a full workload on Sunday and and it's a little bit different. So we just got to be able to manage that the right way and and make sure that uh they feel comfortable, they're in the right frame of mind obviously and uh you know that's why we 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 do the ramp up uh you know process the way we do it. Tim and then Zach. Doug, uh, Brett Favre uh, offered the opinion yesterday that you guys should have kept Nick Foles over Carson Wentz, and you know his his comments arguably offer you know have a little bit more weight since you guys are tight. Uh, just curious what your reaction to to his comments are. I uh, I respect uh, Brett's opinion. You know, I mean, yeah, we are friends, but uh, I haven't I haven't talked to him, and and he's entitled to that, and uh, um, that's about it. I'll have a conversation with him off the record. Hey, Doug, uh, you had the players on the the field last week and I I believe Monday. What did you see from Carson in those practices? And were there any indications that uh, turnovers continue to be an issue? Yeah, last week was good. Uh, Actually rested Carson, didn't didn't let the starters practice last week, had the young guys out there. I wanted to focus more on the the, sort of the developmental guys, the guys that haven't gotten a lot of snaps with the offense and defense. and uh, so I let I let a lot of the starters just kind of rest and and uh, take take the time. They were out there at practice, but take the time off. Go ahead, John. Hey, hey Doug. Uh, good morning. Little curveball for you. I don't know if you know this, but this is the thirty first, I think, anniversary of the Division One AA game where you threw oh. for six hundred and nineteen yards. It's the most yards combined. In any Division One AA FCS now, have any memories of that? Did you were you aware this was the day? I, you know what? I had no idea that this was the day. Now listen, th- these are the if you guys will learn from these types of questions, these are the questions I love to answer. <laughs> so, in the future, ask more of these types of questions. Um, That's not going to help me. Doug. Yeah. Um, no, I, I tell you, it was, it was a great, it was a great day. Uh, you know, obviously when, when you're in the, when you're in the moment like that, you're just trying to execute, you know, your offense. And I, I didn't even know that I had thrown for that many yards in that particular game and really until afterwards. And, uh, at the time, a local reporter, his name was Gene Pawnee, uh, came up to me in the locker room after the game. Of course, we lost the game, which probably sticks in my memory bank more than anything, but, um, he said, "I just I had a had, I set a NCAA record for most passing yards in a game at the time. I think it's been broken several times since. But um, that was it was just a great day, and and it was a lot of fun, and uh, got all the got all the offensive guys involved in that day. And you know, I just wish we would have pulled out the victory. It would have made it uh, that much uh, more sweeter." John Clark and then Paul Donovich. Hey Doug, um, having faced the Giants so recently. Uh, does that change anything that you do as far as game planning and preparation and things to throw at them um, because of the familiarity? No, you know, it, it is something, obviously, to go back and, and, and watch our game. And, and listen, they, quite frankly, they had us beat. You know, uh, it was 21-10 with under five minutes to go in this game. And and um, this is a good football team. And, and we've got we've to learn from that game. We've You know, we've got to go back and study it and, and, and not just from – you know, uh, X's and O's, but just ex- our execution as an offense and defense. And, you know, there was, a, um, you know, trick plays on special teams and there were all kinds of things in the game that, that, that came up that we can learn from and study and uh, and be prepared, you know. And, and it is, 
it is it is nice to have have just played them a couple of weeks ago because things are still kind of fresh on your mind and um, you know we've had a chance to study them uh, a little bit more. They've had a couple of games, but listen, this is this is a much improved football team from the first time, and uh, they're they're playing even though you know they, they they haven't pulled these games out as much, but they're 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 it's a good football team. It's a good football team. They're coming off a win this past weekend and. And, um, you know, they had Tampa Bay on the ropes, obviously had us on the ropes and, and several, several teams this year. Um, and we have to be prepared. Paul and then Jeff McLean. Yeah, Doug, before Dallas initially got hurt and then Zach, you guys obviously were predominantly a 12 personnel offense. Um, their absence has given your wide receivers, including Fulgham and, and, and now Jalen, a chance to emerge and play well. Going forward, uh, are you going to be more of a probably more of a mixture of eleven and twelve? You know, I think um, I think it just depends on the week you're in. Uh, as far as any, you know, we take a look at a lot of the the analytical numbers. You know, based on our opponent, uh, things that have been successful, and really look at look at our own uh, success, whether we're in eleven or, or twelve personnel, and and how to attack. Quite honestly, teams that you know, play their base defense against our 12 personnel, we, we tend to, we tend to struggle against those defenses. And, and, and so by putting 11 out there and, and maybe getting their sub sub defense on the field where we can spread things out has, has been beneficial for us. And so it's a, it's a week to week adjustment that we look at um, in order for us to really say, Hey, this is a 12 game or 11 personnel game, you know, each week. Jeff and then less. Uh, Doug, uh, more than half of John Ta- Hightower's targets this year have been on p- deep passes, I guess, which qualifies 20 yards or longer. Uh, and yet he hasn't really caught many of those passes for whatever the reason. Carson's numbers uh, downfield have not been good also. Have you found, did you find during the break as you, uh, you know, did some self-analysis uh, of for- that you guys have been forcing the ball too much to Hightower downfield? No. Um, listen, Hightower's open down the field. Um, I believe – one of the things that I've done personally as a play caller is I've I've called more of the shot plays, you know, w- with him with him in the game. Uh, it is something that we studied last week in the in during the, during our off time and and um, you know I, I honestly yeah okay we we haven't hit as many as I would have liked, but the fact that we're getting in behind the defense and and having opportunities down the field are things that we can improve on and we can get better at and. And so for me, that's that's the encouraging part is that 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 we have so much room to really grow in that area. But, um, you know, we put Hightower in that position. He's blessed with speed. Uh, he, he's blessed with good ball skills. He can make the make the make the catch down the field. And uh, we just got to continue, you know, uh, we got to continue to work in that area and, and, and keep throwing those balls, not only in practice, but in the game. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. That lesson then, Kristen. Hi, Doug. Just to clarify on the Brett Favre business, 
you said you respect his opinion, but his opinion in this instance was that you should have kept Nick Foles and gotten rid of Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm assuming that's not your opinion. I respect Brett's opinion. He, he's entitled to his opinion, and uh, and that's fine, you know, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Go ahead, Kristen, and then Ed Press. Good morning, Doug. When we've talked in the last few weeks, there's been a lot of talk about the inconsistency on the roster, hoping to to build that back up here in the second half of the season. You know, you mentioned some of the injuries, but from the confidence level, you know, wh- where does that stand for you guys, knowing that you can get some of those pieces back here in the second half to try to create some of that consistency? Yeah, I mean, the, the bye week came at a, at a really good time for us as, a, as the health of the football team allowed some guys that, that have been injured to get healthy and, and, and you know, see where they're at this week. And, and so we're, we're encouraged. I'm encouraged by, by where we are even, even today and, and getting a few more guys back on the practice field and, and, and seeing, just seeing where they are. And, and, you know, we, we've got to continue to, you know, keep, keep making strides, keep improving each week. Um, and, and when we start getting these players back, incorporate them back into the, into the scheme and into the flow of the team and, and, and just keep, keep improving. And, um, you know, this, this will be a big week for a lot of players and, uh, a lot of those injured guys as we, uh, as we prepare this week. Go ahead, Ed, and then Martin. Hey, Doug. Um, just curious, when you studied Carson after the first eight games, presumably last week, um, did you, is there anything you can pinpoint that you and your staff can help, uh, kind of get him back on the right track here? I know he talks all the time about, he knows, he understands the turnovers can happen, but is there anything you can do maybe in terms of play calling to help get him, uh, kind of jump started into the second half? Yeah. I mean, there's all, all kinds of things we can do. And I think, I think play calling is one of them. Um, you know, I can, I can, I can do things a little bit differently there. I could, you know, obviously maybe call a run or two a little bit more to help help out a little bit. But, you know, some of the things that, that we're doing offensively or that we did in the first half of the season was our was our first and ten production. We we were we were poor. We we were we were not staying ahead of the chain, so so to speak. We were too many second long and third long situations. So offensively we were putting ourselves in, in bad situations. And those are things that we can focus on, whether it be the run game, whether it be the screen game, you know, quick passing, whatever it might be to not only help Carson, but to help the offense. And, and uh, all those things go hand in hand with the success of your, uh, of your offense. And um, we just got to do a better job on first and 10 and, and keeping ourselves out of those situations. Go ahead, Martin. And then Mike K. Hi, Doug. Doug, I know um, the beginning of the season, obviously you didn't really see, you know, Jalen Rager and Travis Fulgham as being your top two receivers. So obviously they haven't spent a lot of time, you know, working with the first unit together. And obviously there was Rager's injuries and stuff. But, you know, now that you've had a couple of weeks with them and everything, like how important is it for you guys to kind of like establish those guys, you know, get them familiar with Carson and stuff? Because it, it seems like, you know, basically it's training camp for those guys as the top receivers. Do you see it that way? Yeah, in, in Travis's case, obviously he's had a lot of time with Carson now, uh, several weeks, and so I think they're on a on a pretty good pretty good page. Uh, I think I think getting Jalen back, he came back, you know, against the Cowboy game, kind of his first time back out there. You know, this will be the next time, you know, second time out, and and then and then again, you know, throw throw Alshon in the mix and see where see where he's at this week as well. So kind of incorporating these guys back in the system, uh, we've we've got to spend you know, as much time as we can on the field trying to get Carson comfortable and, and, and also them 
comfortable with the offense and 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 all of that. So, you know, um, it, it's it's a work in progress with 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 a couple of the young players, um, but having them back in the in the fold in the mix as healthy receivers uh, just just makes us a little bit better, a little bit stronger. You know, moving forward. We'll wrap it up with Mike and then Rob Motti. Hey, Doug. Um... When you look back at Golden Tate's time here, what did you take away from him as a player and as a person? And then also, why do you think it, it didn't? It was only kind of a you know a short stint for him in Philly. I tell you what, great player, great person, um, a great teammate. You know, those are things that stood out to me. And then and then, you know, just a, an opportunity for him for, for really for me to, to work with him. I think he's a he's a really good slot receiver. Move him around. Uh, the, the the formations do some different things with him you know and and you know we we were he made he, I, I can think I can go back to that that Bears playoff game and, and some of the tough catches he made in that game and of course the game winning touchdown in that game to help us win win a playoff game a couple years ago and um, you know it's just something that um, you know it, it he came in he helped us do what we needed to do and and then, and then moved on. You know, we every year is a different year, and, and you you're you're always looking. You know, obviously not only free agents, but but uh, even at the trade deadline, ways to maybe improve your team and 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 add some depth and talent. And he was one of the guys at the time, and and he definitely helped us get into the postseason and uh, and win that playoff game. Go ahead, Rob. Doug, before it gets blown out of proportion and everyone runs with Doug didn't support Carson today, and he stood by what Brett Favre said. Just want to give you a, a final opportunity to clarify. Those were Brett's thoughts. They weren't your thoughts. When the decision had to be made in the organization, it, even though personnel decisions like that are usually tough, it probably was it that difficult for you guys. Was was anyone beating down the door to do a different thing? With in regards to Nick, in terms of keeping Nick over Carson. No, Carson's our guy. Carson's our draft pick. Carson's the guy that uh is, is going to carry us and 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 lead this football team and and listen everybody's entitled to their own opinion those aren't those aren't my words those aren't howie's words jeffrey's words those are his words i mean that i respect that opinion whatever he wants to say that that's fine and we're going to remain friends it doesn't doesn't bother me one way or the other all i know is that carson wentz is our guy and 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 it's my job to to get carson wentz to to, to play better to do better to help this football team win as it is to get everybody else to play better. And, and so, um, you know, again, I respect his opinion and his words. Those aren't mine. Please don't put words in my mouth or we're going to have a problem. And, and um, Carson's our guy. Bottom line, end of story. P-G-N. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.